Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host this evening, Will Pincer, and I'm joined by Colin Brown. Hello there. And Rich Polly. You all right, mate? All right, buddy. Um, so this evening, uh, we thought we'd do a bit of a podcast. Um, we I mentioned and referred into the last episode about some of the new rules changes and some of the new ships. So that tonight, today, we're going to cover what those rule changes are. So over to our, the SIF takers, T.O. himself, Colin Brown. So what are the, what are the big things, Colin? Well, there's a few things. In terms of order of covering them, I suppose we'll just go through the rules reference. Um, and the biggest change, and the one that's probably caused the most discussion and confusion, is the changes to the ability queue and how that works. So basically, what happens now is, well, previously, what used to be able to happen is if two effects resolved at the same time, you could do them in any order you want. And that could mean things like, Nyen Num with afterburners could use his afterburners to boost into range one of something and clear the stress that he's just gotten from his talent roll. Um, but now you have to be able to wait. The trigger for the ability has to exist at the moment you add it into the ability queue, and all that happens at once. So, for example, if Nyen Num did a talent roll, he would do the talent roll, get his stress. He would then check to see if there's anything at range one so that he could discard that stress. Uh, and then he can um, add afterburners into the queue as well. So if there's nothing at range one, he can't use afterburners to boost in and discard something then. It's quite complicated in a way, um, but hopefully that makes sense. So so basically what, what you're saying there is... Um, Obviously, you, you come in and all your abilities, say, at the beginning of engagement, all go into the ability queue at the same time. If they have nothing there that to make that ability happen, then it goes away and never gets added to the ability queue. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, this will affect quite a few things. Um, I think a lot of different abilities, scum jank being one of them. Um, but, you know... It, do you think it's for the better? I personally do. Uh, so yes and no. Like in a way, it seems clearer. Uh, you just go, can I add this to the ability queue right now? No. Well, then I can't. But I also like. I quite like the weird, fun, janky things you can do. You could do with the old rules with things like yeah, numb, and just moving stuff around. I thought that all that stuff was quite fun. Do, do you not think it? it it actually benefits new players a bit more as well then. So there's less like, oh, you don't really know how this interaction works. So there's less gotcha moments. Um, maybe. I don't I don't mind the odd gotcha moment, just in terms of like, I mean, that's going to happen whatever. You're, you're going to get caught out because, oh, I don't know that T70s could talent roll or what pattern analyzer did like stuff like that like it's there's always going to be moments when you're learning the game where things are going to catch you out but it's the it's the the fun in those was when you caught an, a, an experienced player out with those things right? yeah i think i think the thing that it it kind of brought into my mind is that it makes the ability queue an, an active thing that you have to think about where previously it was this kind of intangible rules concept because 
you could add things in and out of it when you liked and you could add things into the ability queue if they didn't have an active trigger so like the one that everybody's been going mad about is old terok um and having somebody tractoring something into his arc at range one um to trigger his ability um where that now doesn't work because if there isn't somebody in his arc to trigger his ability at the start of the engagement phase he's his ability doesn't get added to the queue um and it, for me now, rather than people just going, right, what are my start of engagement triggers? Right, I'm going to tractor somebody with Ketsu. I'm going to put it in front of there. Then I'm going to do old Terok. They have to think about the ability queue and thinking, right, I can't add old Terok into the ability queue. So I don't want to tractor somebody into range one in front of him because they're going to still have their tokens and then he's going to get lit up. So it's making it more of an active choice. Um, I think it'll take a while for people to get used to it. And I can foresee there being quite a few discussions um across the table as people who think they understand it but don't or who do understand it playing against somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about um are trying to explain particularly why a given scenario does or doesn't work um so one of the ones that i thought about because i've been playing him recently was chopper um on a jedi so fine tune controls and chopper have the same at the start of engagement um but chopper does work as far as I can understand it because you have a target, which is yourself. You can always jam yourself. Um, so you added that ability to the ability queue and you add fine-tuned controls. You do fine-tuned controls first um, and then you've got a different target so you can you can jam the other ship that you've just boosted into range of or whatever. Um, my understanding is that does work, um, but until FFG actually clarify what they intended, um, because they've they've worded it in a very specific way, but the way that they've worded it isn't very clear. Um, so there's two broad schools of thought, one of which is that you can't do anything, including spending a, tar- uh, a focus after you've target locked back into eyeballs because you didn't have any eyeballs, so therefore you can add spending the focus token to the ability queue, which is bonkers and, and is irrelevant and, and isn't true. Um, but if you're in a tournament, um and somebody starts arguing that with you you're just gonna spend ages and then call the judge and the judge is gonna if they don't know the rules so well we're quite fortunate that we have colin and tim who ref and do actually understand the rules but a lot of tos just don't because they just run like a 12 or 14 man event and they just want some nerds to come down and roll some dice and enjoy themselves if they get hit with one of these rules questions it's gonna just be brain breaking for them i think I think that is definitely true. I mean, as a TO and somebody who's got experience seeing this, like this is going to be coming up for months and months. Like the w- the way it worked before was the way it has worked since the beginning of X Wing. Um, and you know, people say who listen to this podcast aren't going to get cut out because they they're kind of tapped in. But this will be a thing that people will get confused about for a long time. And I think it's going to hit people when they go to like the first big event. You know, if they've been playing half a dozen or 20 games on a kitchen table with their mates and they decide to go to a hyperspace trial at their local store or something. Um, and, you know, they've read the cards and they've not really read the rules reference in great detail, or if they have, they haven't understood the context of it. And they go to an event and on game three, they play against somebody who says, oh, you know, you can't do that. That's not how it works. And then you have that 10 minute pause while you explain to them and then they don't believe you. So they call the judge and then the judge explains to them. And then they have a bad day because they're having a bad time at a tournament and they think they're being rules lawyered by serious players when they're not. 
um, because it's not intuitive anymore. Um, it used to be really intuitive. They've, FFG have definitively changed this. And, you know, I don't know if there's going to be a call for actually having a physical ability queue stick, sitting next to a table or something at some point, like a whiteboard that you write things on when they come up. But um, because it, it's... It's, it, it's well, exactly, <laughs> but it's just it's just bonkers, you know, because the ability queue is just this kind of it's it's an intangible concept, but they're making it more and more something that you have to actively track what's in it, what order things are in it, um, what's already been triggered, what hasn't been triggered. Um, if they make a rule that you have to declare your target before you can add things into the ability queue, then that will just overly confusing so it's like well he was a valid target then and he's not now so he's moved but i've got another one so can i add another thing into the ability queue now that you know and i don't know it's seems just it seems a bit messy it seems like they've done a massive change that's fundamentally shifted one of the core concepts of, of how the rules work um and they've done it to try and deal with a problem that they weren't sure if it existed yet which is the um the sun fac track chained tractor beams which i haven't yet experienced but i've seen bob explaining it to people as he was slingshotting um nantexes around the board at, at club night the other night yeah, but you, you won't see it now either because you can't do it good <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole yeah. point <laughs> to be honest call me a cynic but i'll be very surprised if they had fully considered the implications of the change yeah uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think I think you might be right there. I think I think yeah, it, I agree. Was, it, it was mainly it was mainly released to deal with some fact and did not thought about the the impact it would have on the others. So, but hey ho, they could have just put a thing in there about the Nantex saying the Nantex cannot do this. Simple as you know, and then that would have been all right. <laughs> and it wouldn't have changed anything apart from the Nantex. But hey ho. So uh, moving on, otherwise we'll get stuck down this rabbit hole. Uh, what else is uh, what else has been changed, Colm? Uh, so there's a few things about rolling dice and when balls fail, which isn't very exciting. They've changed uh, how bombs are described. So bombs are now payload upgrades, which is a bit weird. I don't really understand why they've done that. But I don't know. Again, slightly boring range. I don't think it really changes anything. Um, it might a big be one. Future proofing, potentially. They might be bringing something out in the future that kind of uses that terminology or whatever. Yeah, quite probably, actually. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd say some of these some of these that I've seen, are, I think, are future proofing for other stuff that's coming out. Potentially. Fun. Hooray. If only it didn't <laughs> cause immediate issues right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, a big one, I think, is ION. So it used to be for ION is you could only perform a focus action in your perform action step if you were ionized. Now, an ionized ship cannot perform any action except for the focus action. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think that's a good change. It's very thematic. Um, when your ship's ioned, you're ioned. Um, so you can't barrel roll it, you can't boost it, you can't use the targeting computer to take a target lock. You know, thematically, focus is the pilot concentrating really hard on doing something. Um, and when you're ion, that's the thing that you can do. I mean, fundamentally, the change isn't huge. Um, it's going to make Coronet slightly better, but still probably bad. 
um it's gonna make you know like if you get ioned you can't be coordinated to do other things um yeah. you can't do bb8 barrel rolls because they're actions before you you know before you you execute the blue maneuver so, so all of these I things was, that you can't do the, the bb8 one I, is a pity i think that's very bb8 was very specifically worded with the way black one is worded that you can do black one and then still use your bb8 move and uh, now you can't do that anymore which is a, which is a pity. I thought that was very nicely done how they'd worked around that to make it yeah. an interesting comp. But I, I think with I think with the incoming ion bomb as well, which we've seen spoiled in one of the card packs, mm. they might be trying to kind of lay the groundwork for ion being a little bit better than it used to be. Um, you know, you see um, some of the new upgrades, things coming in, ion becoming more prevalent. Maybe ion's a good way to deal with. Some of the new hypermobile aces, or at least FFG, have kind of head simmed that, um, and just making it that little bit better because it is just a buff. It's a little buff to Ion, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's a good change. Like you say, it, it says you can only do the focus action, yeah, but people are doing all this other stuff, and you're like, well, what was the point of me Ioning you in the first place if you can do all that? You know what I mean? So you, you've paid all your points for Ion. To, to get the cannon on or the torpedoes, whatever it is, and then someone circumnavigates it anyway by doing an upgrade. It seems like pretty pointless. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's definitely a good change for me. And I'm starting to play with Ion. <laughs> so this brings me... So the developers once did an interview. This was during 1.0, where they talked about Ion, and they uh, said, you don't want Ion to be good, uh, which is true. <laughs> like, if Ion is good... The game is miserable. Right? You don't get a set of dial. You don't really get to do anything. So, again, this isn't a change I'm necessarily mad on. I disagree with you a bit, Will. Like, I liked that there was ways around us. And, like, again, you wouldn't. it wasn't necessarily a clever thing to do to coordinate a ship that was ioned. Like, it's kind of obvious. But at the same time, it felt clever. Like, it felt good to do it. it at least in my opinion. So, I, I'm... I don't know, yeah. Like I can see why the change is made and I can see arguments for it, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not in love with it to be honest. I mean, they have removed the ion trap. You know, they've switched it from being a white one forward to a blue one forward. So, you know, you, you can't end up stressed and actionless and drifting forward in space until you get walked off the board. Um, you know, so you are always going to end up with a focus. That can still happen, that can still be the outcome and it is still feel bad man. Um, when it does happen, um, it feels great for the person that walks you off the board. You know, that's what they've put the stuff in their list for. Um, but I just think, you know, it's, as I said before, it's a bit thematic and it's a little buff to Ion. Um, it, but, you know, you can still be coordinated and do all the other stuff after you've done the blue move. So, you know, because that's when the Ion token disappears. So, you know, I think. Well, that can't be it, correct. Because if that's the case, then you can just. So you can't be if you've got the ion token, you can't be coordinated or do any other actions after while you've got it. While you've got it, once it's but, gone. No, after, after the ship finishes this activation. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if it's so yeah, if you've got something coordinated to that higher initiative, then you can. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. So some something after you've cleared the thing and done your focus, then you can get coordinated. You can do other other stuff. Then it's just you can't get somebody to barrel roll you or to give you a, a target locker to give you an evade token or whatever um before you move um so i just you think can, it, it you can however get tracted just putting that out there <laughs> 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 I, 
He's up to something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, okay, so that's Ion. Um, we've got, did you say there's, there's a couple of us, isn't there? Is this Strain? And I know about the tractor, so I'll, I'll talk about the tractor in a bit, but is there something about Strain, Cole? Yeah, basically, they've changed Strain works directly to uh, change how Finn can use it. Finn in the resistant transport pod. So it used to be after a strain, strain ship defends, it discards one strain token, and that meant Finn could get a strain to modify his defense dice and then immediately discard it because it would be after defending. So they've changed it to now say after a strain ship applies the effect to roll one fewer defense die from the strain token, it removes one strain token. So Finn can't just keep straining himself and getting rid of us. Which, you know, is fine. I suppose it just means the token is doing what they want it to do. I, I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that change. I mean, obviously, you all heard my reaction on the uh, podcast when they talked about Finn. I was like, that can't be right. Yeah. So, and, and, and they've changed it because that couldn't have been right. <laughs> so what do we think about Finn now, then? Still good? Now he's crap. I think he's still... I, I think, Colm, it came to me, um, I, I thought about it, we played a game where you played with Finn and you had him with two strain tokens on him for most of the game because yeah. you used one on attack and then you kept going, oh, well, I'll defend and then I'll lose one or I'll attack and I'll gain another one. And ultimately, if you've still got two focus tokens, even if you're rolling one dice and then you can add a blank and heroic or you can add a focus and spend it, you're still probably negating two damage instead of probably negating three you're probably negating two um so it's still going to take a long time for him to die um he's still only got four hits but it's going to take a long time and a lot of effort to push the damage through on him um it just now means that he's not kind of this unbelievable powerhouse of a tank who can just take shot after shot you know you, you don't have to shoot him three or four times in a turn now to push a damage on maybe twice will push one damage onto him. Um, it's still a lot of effort to go into to killing a, a ship that's worth as few points as he is. So I still think he's a cracking little fellowship for the resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think points. I agree. I think maybe you don't. The very expensive Finn builds where you put like Perceptive Co-Pilot and Pattern Analyzer and stuff on. Nah. They might be a bit worse yeah. just because if you focus fire on him. So like, I played a game with him be- before they announced these nerfs. Where I just kind of like fit, you just fed him into the enemy list, and we're like, all right, shoot him if you want. Uh, he's not going to die, but now he might. So it does feel significant enough for that build, at least. And then, do you want me to cover the tractor one? Go on. <laughs> so the first time uh, a ship becomes tractored each round, the player whose effect applied the tractor token may choose one of the following barrel roll or boost. So it can't be done later on. It's got to be done straight away as soon as a ship becomes tractored. Um, so while while a, a ship's tractored, uh, it defends. It rolls one fewer defense dice, um, and but that is when it's tractored. So it, what does that mean? It means big ships have to have three on before it loses defense dice. Medium ships have to have two. Um, I think that's a pretty big nerf to tractor. Not reckon. Yeah, I agree. Being able to stick one tractor onto a big ship, even though you couldn't move it, reducing its agility was significant. But so it does feel like a big, big nerf here. Yeah. I, I, to me, it feels like a buff to big ships rather than a nerf to tractor. Because yeah. in the current meta, the, the the meta at the moment is small ships. It's triple aces and 
four ships and you see the odd medium based ship but there's not and we talked about it last week or the week before um there's not a huge hell of a lot of um, large base ships floating about the place now um and this might start to bring them back in um as people you know counter the sunfac meta or whatever um if people start dropping tractor beams all over the place um you know you might start seeing more falcons or whatever um other big ships that, that might be out there Venny, from my perspective is always a, a, a kind of i always have a little casual look back at him whenever the points change or anything else new comes in and like decide whether he's got better or worse and i think the change to tractors just made him a little bit better um so i might stick him on the table and see how he fares against some of these new tractor base lists see what happens yeah fair one um, I, I definitely think it makes it a little harder for the uh, the Nantexes to shine as much um, with people obviously obviously getting upset. But um, yeah, I, uh, well, time will tell on that one. Um, like you say, I think pushing pushing bigger ships into the meta is not such a bad thing. I mean, at time of recording, we've just seen double decimator uh, win the Italian national. So you know, big big ships are still about. Just, I missed that information. Yeah, I don't uh, believe you. It's just double decimator. Double decimator is just one Italian nationals. Yeah, he's not even winding you up, Colin. It's actually true. Rack Oinken. Oh my god. Yeah. Is Tim did, as uh, excited as I think he is? <laughs> just vibrating. <laughs> he, he may have just changed his list to take to worlds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, other things and. You know, there's other little things here and there, I suppose, on the on the rules changes, um, things like exchanging uh, equipment. I think it only really affects um, one ship, which or one one crew card, which is Sakurato Sik- Vazaro. I can, can never pronounce his name. Um, where he's exchanging uh, different upgrades, but now you can only exchange upgrades that would be allowed on that ship. That's a pity. I thought like it, it was never really used, but like being able to like get a cloaking device onto your Z ninety five was fun, very like fun little games. It was never particularly good. I was just going to say, well, I think there's something that we do need to say relating to the rules reference, which is particularly for the next month or so, and maybe um, up until there's actually a, a big event, like maybe it's even Worlds. If you go to a tournament and you're flying a list that has a relevant interaction in it that's going to be impacted by the rules reference just check with the TO before you go and ask him how he's going to rule it so that you don't get gutted halfway through that your clever list interaction that you've spent ages thinking is the best thing doesn't work or something that does work he rules doesn't so that at least you can bring a different list rather than getting annoyed by it um, but just check in advance because the TOs ultimately is the the rule the rule of law in any given tournament um, so it's better to check in advance than be disappointed. And to follow on from that, I think it's probably a good idea to be uh, ready to like talk it through with your opponents for the first time you're doing something. You know, you might say like, "Here's my triggers. Here's your triggers. Here's why it works. Here's when it wouldn't work." Just like be prepared to talk through it, I suppose. Just because everyone will be a little bit unsure of themselves. Yeah, I did that at um, nationals with. The page Tycho Venny build with all the multiple rotates and nonsense and a couple of people went oh and then I showed them all of why it worked and they went oh well I'm glad you did that because I would have called the judge halfway through the game if you tried to do it so I was glad that I took the time to prepare myself for that happy days 
Well, sound advice there. Um, well, we'll wrap it up there, guys. Um, I mean, we could talk for, about this for hours and hours and hours. Um, you know, and uh, but yeah, definitely people need to look out for these new rules changes. Um, if you don't know where they are, right, uh, go onto the FFG website and you'll find the new rules update on the FFG website under the X-Wing. So, it's be all that's left to say is goodbye from Cole. Goodbye. Goodbye from Rich Polly. Cheerio. And goodbye from me, Will Pinner. Until uh, the next time on the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. There are.